back on the mic it's your boy slick rob no introduction needed you already know what the deal is let's get it welcome back to cafeteria talk on this very special cafe session on today star wars day may the fourth be with you yes sir this is our second um star wars episode coming out on star wars day our first being our star wars fan love where we talked our love of star wars in a galaxy far far away but today we'll be listing our top five star wars characters from the 11 feature films that have been released in theaters going in order from the originals you have a new hope the empire strikes back and Return of the Jedi. Then you go into the prequel films. You have The Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, and Revenge of the Sith. And then finally, you have the sequels, which consist of The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and finally, The Rise of Skywalker. And of course, you have the two tertiary films, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, and Solo, A Star Wars Story. But Slick Rob... Yes, sir. I almost gave it to you, but I had to do a little business real quick. You can follow us on Instagram at Cafeteria Talk Official. You can follow us on Twitter at Cafeteria Talk. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, feel free to give us five star ratings and reviews. Slick Rob, real quick, tell us, tell, tell me about the put on segment. Yeah, so you guys know the put on segment is basically the segment where we talk to you about anything we may have recently seen, read eaten, listened to, that we think you, the people, should check out. And of course, I'm going to go first, oldest to youngest, and I'm going to put y'all on, <laughs> I had to do it because I knew or someone else was going to, I think Will was going to do it. I'm going to put y'all on my little YouTube miniseries, Being Black in America, go check it out. We just finished it, well, we dropped, all the episodes have dropped, it's on It's on the YouTube channel, I'm slick. Well, it's not even Slick Rob. Oh, Dope Gang. Jesus, I almost said Slick Robin Prodigy. I might be bringing that back, no cap, because that was fire. But, um, yes, my little mini-series, Being Black in America, which does um feature each member from Cafeteria Talk. So, <laughs> yeah. so y'all definitely should check it out. Very, and it's very interesting. I, I, it's a very interesting thing that, I, that we came up with in response to everything that happened last summer. So I know what you did last summer looking at. But, yeah, y'all definitely go check out Being Black in America, starring my friend Hanson. Yeah, man. Louis Jean. And I got to say, on mic, you know, give me your flowers while you here. Bro, like, you did such an amazing job. Like, seeing your growth from your first kind of major thing with Black Panther to this is just amazing. And, like, what you what you do with story and symbolism, like, even though I read the script, like, I knew what was going to happen. I'm watching it, and I'm like, bro, like, that, like, calls to this. Like, this is symbolism for this. This is going on. I just can't wait to see what becomes of you after going to Atlanta and going to film school and like really growing yeah. in what you do like bro like understand the, the limit for you bro. yeah because like one thing I will say is like I'm kind of teaching myself film at the moment but it's going to be different when people that I've worked and Absolutely. done stuff show me some stuff and I get to learn from them and piggyback off of them and I can't wait to see because it's all about growth and 
what you take from it. And I, I can't wait to see what, Absolutely. what the future is in store for me. I can't wait. For a long time before I went off to Tallahassee uh, at the FAMU, um, Florida Agricultural and Memorial University, baby, strike. Um, I, you know, was teaching myself graphic design. And I took a class called color theory and my professor was, you know, teaching us about color and, and what certain colors do with graphics and, you know, what colors, you know, have to do with deal with emotion. I was like, yo, like, this is really cool. And learn just learning that little piece of it really yeah. enhanced my, my creativity in terms of graphic design. It was something mm-hmm. I love and it's what I wanted out of college when I got there to just I, I already know we have a really basic understanding of graphic design, photography, film yeah. and the things I want to do. But I want you to teach me the programs, the system. Teach me how to hone. Teach me how to specialize those those talents, yeah. so I can make some money. <laughs> yeah, for real. So really good. But yeah, definitely check out being black in America on YouTube. We worked really hard on that. We want you guys to see how that goes. I got made fun of a lot of how much I got beat up in that, but I enjoyed it nonetheless. <laughs> um, yeah, I sound like Yvonne nonetheless. <laughs> I miss my butt. I got to hit Yvonne up. Um, but. My put on, oh man, oh boy, what am I, what am I gonna put on, man? I've been, I've been watching a lot. We'll put y'all on the Quentin Tarantino films, Kill Bills Volume One, One and Two. Love that. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Kill Bill is one of my all-time favorite movies of all time. Um, just watching those movies over the past couple weeks have been amazing. Um, I just found out uh, recently that my friend Ty told me that there's a, actually a cut where both movies are put together and there's a scene that, you know, stitches them together and it's called uh, Kill Bill, The Whole Bloody Affair. Wow. And yeah, yeah, I, I want to check that out. Um, almost like kind of like what they did with the Hateful Eight Deluxe Edition. I feel like that's probably kind of mm-hmm. what, it, what it's like. But um, really, really good. Like, I love those movies. I love Quentin Tarantino in his, you know, feet loving self. So, yeah. Yeah, man. But let's get into it, man. Like I said, this is a very special Star Wars Day episode. We, me and Slick Rob, we're going to list our top five Star Wars characters from the 11 films that have been released in theaters. Um, let's get into it, man. I'm going to let you go first with your number five. My number five is a man that a lot of us Star Wars fans love. And sadly, we only got him for one movie. But he's such a great actor, and the character was very good. I'm going to go with Qui-Gon Jinn, Liam Neeson, The Phantom Menace. Look, the reason why he's on my list is because, one, he was a very good, well, very good wielder um, of the lightsaber. You know, he's a master. He he trained Obi-Wan Kenobi, y'all. Like, can we just give him his flowers even though he's gone? Like, he was so raw. And plus, he... If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't. And I love him even more just because of how um, my God, Filoni, I almost forgot his name, Dave Filoni described the name behind the Phantom Menace, Phantom Menace and the implications of the fight between him and Darth Maul. Mm. I thought that was just so gas. He was literally like the sacrifice that needed to be made to help push the force and the balance where yeah. it needed to be. Because he's the one that said Anakin's the key. He's the chosen one. Yeah. And the whole council... And another thing, he was not big on what the council was doing at all. Mm. He and I, I, I love that about Qui Gon Jinn and how he, a lot of his mannerisms and the way he was is how Obi Wan Kenobi came to be. And yeah, I, I love that. It's kind of like a passing of the like, like you know the characteristics and stuff of Qui Gon Jinn. You got that throughout Obi Wan Kenobi throughout Episode Two and Three, and like 
he was just such a valuable character. That's mm-hmm. why he's on my list because like he really was like that that guy. Yeah, he Qui-Gon was, actually was really cool. And it, it, like we only got him in a movie, but he he had such a presence that yeah, you know, he was just so important to the story. I really like. I really loved Liam Neeson as him as well. Yeah, and he um, did very good. My pick for number five, I had to give it. I had to get a sequel character in there. I feel you. Adam Driver as Kylo Ren in The Last Jedi. It, it, it is sus because Adam Driver did his job. You know, he he read the script that he was given and he still did an amazing job. Now, granted, the, the script he was given was not the best. He still did his job. He had a very strong um, performance as Kylo Ren and he really made that emotional tug and pull between the light and the dark really, really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, almost as well as Hayden Christensen in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Um, but just so well done. It it not only projected him as a as a great Star Wars character, but just a great actor oh, and yeah. a great presence in Hollywood. So Adam Driver as Kylo Ren, one of my favorite performances in the entire sequels. Definitely. I just love how they did the callback to him with the thing with SN. I think it was on one of the SNLs or something mm-hmm. like that with Star Wars, bro. He's bro. Bro, his SNL. I think he's the best performer on SNL. Like I, I, I don't blame you. Like, like he was that every single one of his skits hit. Although, they Dan Kaluuya, as I'm recording this, was on it a few months ago. Mm-hmm. I watched all of his skits on YouTube. Every single one of them was funny. Like, bro, he's such a great actor. Yeah, Dan Kaluuya, bro. And shout out for him for winning the Oscar for best supporting actor in Juice and the Black Messiah. Oh yeah. I thought Lakeith was going to win, but he, bro, give, bro, I completely agree with the pick. I loved him winning. Shout out to Daniel Kaluuya. Give him his, flow, give him his flowers while he his roses, for bro. Real. For real, for real. My number four, speaking of great acts, probably one of the greatest actors that ever hit the Star Wars franchise, maybe the greatest out of all right now, the baddest mother on the planet, Mace, Mace Windu, Samuel L. Jackson, and my pick, episode two, Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones, y'all. Listen, bro. I know Mace Windu, like, we... I know throughout the movies, what was so polarizing about him is just that he had the purple lightsaber. Mm-hmm. But it's the fact that, like, like he was, like, second in rank behind Yoda. Like, people answered to, answer to him. And mm-hmm. I loved how he took charge in episode two with dealing with the thing with Count Dooku and all that. And how he, when Obi-Wan got kidnapped, him going, going deep in there, infiltrating the... Um, and then just a lovely shot of him and Count Dooku, bro, on standing on top of um in Geonosis, bro, the Battle of Geonosis, gas and, bro, and then his, uh, this is not mentioning, but his fight, bro, the fight he had with Palpatine in Episode Three, oh, oh, so good. But yes, in Episode Two, really, we saw his big arc when he was dealing with the Jedi Council, him and Yoda having to deal with um the threat of rise with dealing with um what's the what the clones jesus the clones, yeah. i'm like i'm like what the fuck they call the clones the tiger the clones trying to deal with help to win the war and he was a very political guy and like he's one of those figureheads that you either loved him or you hate him but you respected him and that's why i loved him so much especially he was very military military yeah. militaristic and he did not play and like i'm just like bro Gotta love Mace Windu. Yeah, Samuel L. Jackson really brought that. I don't think you really. How can you picture anybody else in that role? Like you can't. Samuel L. Jackson killed that, um, and just that character in, in, in really any other iteration or really any other film. Like you mentioned, the fight in Episode Three, him and freaking Clone Wars. My God. Yeah, like, <laughs> like yeah, Mace Windu was that dude, and that name, Mace Windu. Mace fine. Windu, like, like, but 
my number four, I gotta give it to the smuggler, Han Solo, Harrison Ford in The Empire Strikes Back. Yes. Oh. His 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 arc is, you know, short up after episode four and helping, you know, Luke destroy the first Death Star. But, you know, now he's ready to kind of go back to smuggling. But he's, you know, wrote back in, you know, due to love to Leia. Yeah. And love for Luke. You know, he comes back to help them, you know, once again, take down the Empire. Uh, but Han Solo is just uh, just uh, a kind-hearted smuggler, man. Like, he, yeah. he he's he's a bad guy, but he, he's a bad... He's a good guy that does bad things, you know? Mm. And so that's really all it is. And his friendship with Chewie and how he's kind of... Uh, a funny voice of reason in a lot of sense you know Leia is of course is a more idealistic character where Han Solo is more about the facts you know he's a man he's a man's man really yeah um I just really love it Harrison Ford is a man's man like he was a perfect guy to play uh this role um and it's transcended all the way until you know the seventh movie uh, or seventh installment being uh The Force Awakens where of course my first pick kills him uh spoiler spoiler alert for all star wars movies if you haven't seen all the star wars movies by now like i don't know what to tell you um nah for real yeah like yeah i'm not from now on on this show we're not spoiler warning star wars like you should see all the star wars movies at this point um that that's a non-negotiable franchise um hmm. but yeah han solo man <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna say Harrison Ford, bro. I love my favorite movie from him was actually Episode Seven, just because of the whole. Mm. I love what they did them there, there. But yeah, that, bro, him in Episode Five, straight gas. My number three, <sighs> the goat, not the the great. Maybe I don't know if he's the greatest of all time, Jedi. But Luke Skywalker, Mike Ham, Mark Hamill. I said Mike. What the f- Mark Hamill. <laughs> <laughs> Return of the Jedi. I don't know where that mic came from, but that was the weirdest thing that just ever happened. It was the Force moving within me. But Mark Hamill in Return of the Jedi, full circle for Luke Skywalker's journey and then dealing with the fact of facing Vader, you know, finding out that's actually his father. Mm-hmm. You know, the conversation with the Force ghost of Obi-Wan and then Yoda, seeing Yoda's death and hearing that, you know, he, he really did... It was a lot of weight put pressure on him in that to save, you know, the galaxy and all that. But having to do it with dealing with his father and his standoff with Palpatine, still one of my favorite Star Wars moments. He's like, do it. Dude, he's like, I won't do that. I'm a Jedi like my father. I'm like, bruh, 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 bruh. And then the coming, you know, removing the helmet, seeing his father's eyes with it. I'm like, bruh. It was so good. Mark Hamill did some really good acting in that movie. Yeah. And he was so badass in Six. Like, there's he really badass no he should have been that badass. And then him infiltrating Jabba's hut, bruh. Like, to start off the movie, like, bruh. Chef's kiss. And, like, sensational. <laughs> Luke 8. Yeah. Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker, Return of the Jedi. My number three. Um, My number three is Lando Calrissian, yes. the coolest man in the galaxy. Billy D. Williams, yes, Empire sir. Strikes Back. Um, what can I say? He's the coolest dude in the galaxy, man. And although I didn't like how he, you know, portrayed our heroes, you know, to help the Empire and yeah. you know, got Han Solo frozen in Carmenite, but Trying you know, to save water, his own water under the bridge. But he was cool. He was a very he was a good friend uh to to Han. And he just was a good, a great tertiary character and a great helper 
um, to 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 all of them in the end, and I really like this. I really like Billy Dee Williams, like as a breath of fresh air in the franchise. You know, being introduced in Episode Five um, as kind of like another smuggler type character, and then I just love how his characters enhanced um, through you know Donald Glover in Solo. Um, we just get more added onto his character, and then of course you see him again in Episode Nine uh, briefly. But I really enjoy his character, Lando Carissian, you know, seeing a black man, another black man in space was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but Lando always be one of my favorites of all time. Yeah, I loved, um, I really loved Lando, yeah, I really liked Lando. Also, I was, I was a big fan of Lando on Solo too. Yeah, I seen him and Han Solo do the, um, dang, I just forgot the name of the game. Oh my God. What's the name of the game that him and Han Solo, the card game they played, uh, something. It'll, it'll come back to me later. I can't believe I forgot it. But um, my number two is not from the um, installment film. This is one of the the filler films, you know. I'm going to go Jen Erso, Felic- played by Felicity Felicity Jones, Rogue One, which is my favorite Star Wars film besides Revenge of the Sith. Because <laughs> I know some people feel like, wait, what? But yes, Rogue One, um, Felicity Jones. Uh, wow, um, Jen Erso. All I'm going to say is, Gas, like I loved it. She was that militant little girl. Her and then her little journey she had, especially her issues with Saul Guerrero when him taking her in. I loved how she, um, like you know, really cared about legacy with her dad, and also she wanted to get to figure out what stuff with her dad. I thought that was really cool. Um, like, and she was fearless. Like she was a fearless person. Like I love that. Like I love those characters that like they don't matter. No matter what happens, they're gonna try to get the job done. And I love that. And she, without her, you know, never got the stuff sent to the coordinates sent to Lay and all that good stuff. We never would have got hope, which is kind of which is kind of ironic because a new hope was definitely Luke Skywalker. But like without Jenerso. Luke Skywalker technically never got that mission or something. You know what I'm trying to say. And I loved how she went about doing that. And then her, especially, bro, her gun skills, bro, she could fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jen like, Ursula ain't nothing to be played bro, with. Jen Ursula was that gas, bro. And then just the shot of when she knows she won, but she knows it, it, what it cost her life. Like, she's the fact she was smiling when she's like, bro, I was like, bro. What did it cost? Everything. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love seeing that, bro. Like, guys, bro. Jen Russell number two for me, bro. Yeah, I, I have to. I need to revisit Rogue One. It's just like everybody knows Rogue One, a long ass movie. It's like one of those movies, like it's it's good, but it's so long. But like the wait is so worth it because you get yeah. that last forty five minutes, which is fine, and then of course you get Vader at the end, bro. Oh, it's like bruh. it's like, bro, like Rogue One is worth the wait, but you just have to get there. But yeah, definitely Generoso is a good pick. I, I liked her a lot. Um, sad that she's you know dead with the rest of that star-studded cast. I mean, you're looking at Riz Ahmed, Riz uh, Ahmed, yeah, freaking uh, Donnie Yen, um, a few other people. Like, bro, just so many great people. For real. But the with the force, my the force number two me. pick, and he's also from Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Saw Gorilla, Forrest Whitaker, bro. Give it to Boogaloo. Bro, amazing character. I loved him. Every time he was on screen, I was tuned in. I, I wanted to see more of him. Yes. And I got to see more of him because he, he did so well that they put him in other iterations of, in other shows. Yep. Of course, you saw him in Clone Wars. He was back again in Rogue One. Then you saw him again in Rebels. Then you saw him in the in the game, what was it called? Oh. Uh, the Fallen Order Fallen game. Fallen Order, yeah. And I'm sure you'll see him again. 
Um, just Forrest Whitaker really set the tone for that character. He yes. just he was cool and he was very militant. You know, like he, mm. you know, he wasn't necessarily with the rebellion, but he also he was too. He was too militarized for the rebellion, but he definitely wasn't on the side of the empire. Oh yeah! But he was willing to do take the steps that the, the rebellion wasn't willing to take, and um, I really loved that. And, and you know, and, and his story tracks because in Clone Wars, you know, he's he learns from the Jedi, you know, how to fight the you know the 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 separatist army, but you know, with the death of his sister, it militarizes him mm. and takes him on this path that where you know we get you know the final form of Saw Gerrera. And Forrest Whitaker, you know, before he dies on Jet Hop with, you know, the rest of the planet. Um, but just, he just really brings another element to that character. Just really all the black men that have brought, you know, characters to Star Wars have done just an amazing job. They even really though, have. Um, spoiler alert, uh, Finn isn't on either of our lists. Even his role in the in the greater Star Wars universe, you know, was big. And just, I love seeing that. Yeah. My number one, of course. Oh, no, you got to give us an honorable mention, my boy. Oh, I thought we was doing honorable mentions after. My fault. My honorable mention was definitely, without question, C-3PO. Like, we, well, and R2-D2. They, they're a package. They come together. Yeah, they come together. They come together. Because, like, and the episode was actually going to be episode, um, what's it called? The fan, no, A New Hope. A Jesus. New Hope. I was going to say Phantom Menace. Hell no. Um, A New Hope, only because they were, like, that last piece from, like, the prequels tying into the original trilogy and they were like that last part of what was left um because they know everything they're they were able to process everything until c3po's memory got wiped like how many times jesus i thought that was so cool because without them you know they don't meet the the little thing you know they're always there they're always there and like they just helped carry the story there were those little elements that kept everything together and i love that so much about them another honorable mission of course is I'm all the Jedi. Oh! Ray Palpatine. No Skywalker, nigga. <laughs> I am all the Jedi. Bruh, her in episode eight. Okay, like, can we just... Bruh, the scene she had, bruh. Like, her having to deal with the weight of... Oh, my... Bruh, Daisy really is a good actress. Daisy really is amazing. Like, her dealing with the training and really trying to take on the role of being the Jedi and protecting, you know, the, the I almost said the rebellion, the resistance was yes. And then her separ- separating from the group, tapping into the force, like, mm. crazy. And then that battle with um with the Red, with the, what's the Red Guards called? Oh, my God. What are their names, though? The Royal Guard? The Royal Guard, yeah. Probably the Royal Guard, bro. Sensational. Bro. Just straight ass. Bro. It's crazy. Uh, my honorable mentions. I of course gotta give it to Oscar Isaac for Poe Dameron. Oh, of course. In episode in episode seven, eight, and nine. Seven, he, eight, nine. Yeah. Honestly, team on his back. <laughs> like he was probably the best character. That scene yeah. in episode seven where he like destroys like a whole like fleet in like two seconds. Um, amazing. Um, Poe Dameron was such a great character. Uh, I also really like General Hux. He was hilarious General in Hux. episode nine. I forgot about Chewie. General I Hux. forgot to mention Chewie. I'm so sorry, y'all. I forgot to mention Chewie. I like Chewie. Chewie. Um, I got to give Leia some love. Oh, yeah. Uh, Carrie Fisher, of course, always going to be our princess. Yes. Um, oh, man. Any Anybody else? But we forgot about Finn. We got to throw bro, Finn. John Boyega is Finn, of John, course. Like, they didn't oh, do man. him justice, but, bro, he ate. There's one other guy I want to give love to, but I got I to gotta get his name. Hold on. Attack of the Clones. 
cast. Oh, I forgot about Sidious. Chris- Christopher Lee is Count Dooku, bro. Yes. Oh, oh yes. Christopher Lee is Count Dooku. Bro, no one can, bro. The chillest lightsaber fighter, and he gonna kick your ass while he chill. facts. And they really brought that exact character to Clone Wars. Like, that was him exactly. I was like, perfect. Bro, like, and then Ian McDermott. It, yes, bro. Sensational. Palpatine, bro. Like, I am the Sith. I am the Sith. Bro, a guy. But yeah. you're number one, my friend. My number one is, of course. Of course. I hate Sam. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Yes, hating. Well, Darth Vader slash Anakin Skywalker, Hayden Christensen, Revenge of the Sith. What more can you say? Literally, the culmination of what needed to happen. Um... He, and I give props to Hayden Christensen. Um, he really did act his ass off in this movie. You know, Anakin Skywalker dealing with, you know, Pat, the dreams of Padme dying, you know, hiding the fact that he has a baby on the way from the Jedi. Well, Obi-Wan clearly, well, clear as day, I, I, we found out in Clone Wars, Obi-Wan knew the whole time. He's like, hope you tell Padme I said hello. Bruh. One of the funniest things of all time. But Anakin, um... Just the back half of the end of the Clone Wars, all the the issues he had, not being appointed the rank of master, like, hello, him really, his trust with the Jedi falling a lot, which that helped correlate to his story with, um, in Clone Wars, you know, that tied in with the thing with Ahsoka, which was, that, like, he, it shows, like, the tipping point that you can get to become something you don't want to be, and... Then of course the fight he had with Obi Wan on not I almost said Dathomir. What bro? What's the name of the planet? Oh my God! That they fought on Mustafar. Jesus, I almost said that. Why is it? That was just so good. Um, and like he really was so powerful. Like that's literally what the Jedi saw in him. And like he straight up ate. Like oh my God. And I loved him, and um, I, my favorite part from that movie was definitely when he said, I bought peace, freedom, and justice to my new empire. I'm like, bruh. And then just the, no, bruh, because he lost everything, <laughs> bruh. And now he's officially Vader, just straight gas. Hated Christensen, Darth Vader. Bro, great pick, great pick. He, I think he did an amazing job. Of course, you know, he's got those questionable films. Episode 2, of course. Oh, yeah. I hate Sam. I hate but- Sam. <laughs> Um, you know, he, he did a lot for that character. And, of course, seeing him return in, Obi-Wan, in Kenobi will be amazing. Bro, I don't know what I'm going to do. Bro, that's just going to be... And, like... Oh, man. I just can't wait to see what they do with that movie. But my number one pick, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ewan McGregor, Revenge of the Sith. Arguably the greatest character in the entire franchise. Oh, yeah. I mean, Obi-Wan Kenobi mm-hmm. had a full arc from the beginning of... You know, episode one to the ending of episode uh, four. You know, he really is the glue that holds this franchise together. Oh, um, you know, he's been at all the important pieces. And Ewan McGregor brings such a genesis quad and coolness to that character. I mean, hello there. It's just like... Hello there. He, he was such a mentor and brother to Anakin. You know, he was a, a sound warrior. Like, he ain't lose too many fights. Um, he did it. You know, he was he, he was before the Jedi, but he, of course he had his own moral compass. And and what and, and we didn't mention Clone Wars a lot, but like for what he Clone Wars did for Obi Wan character, yes, amazing. Just and it enlarged it enlarged his the love we have right. for him even more. Right, just Ewan McGregor is one of my favorite actors. You know, he's he did a great job with this. 
Um, but that is my top five. That is your top five. Yes. Look quick and dirty. But real quick before we get out of here, what do you what do you what do you, how are you feeling about the future of Star Wars? I mean, at this point, we have finished uh we have two seasons of The Mandalorian, we've got uh an Ahsoka show coming, uh Andor Cassie and Andor series coming, uh we have Rogue Squadron coming, um we also have Taika Waititi working on a Star Wars film. Ryan Johnson is is uh, in talks to be working on a Star Wars film. What do you what do you think? And, and of course, as of recording this today, the first episode of The Bad Batch uh, dropped on Disney Plus exclusively. So uh, be listening out for a review of that season when it's finished. But yeah, yeah what, are, what are your thoughts on the future of Star Wars? I think it's bright and awesome. You know, you got the high. You know, you also got the higher public. They're working on that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's dealing with the younger, younger, younger Yoda. So, like you said, like we you know, what's the good thing about Star Wars? It just the lore is just so deep. It yeah. goes on and on. And I'm liking that we're getting all this stuff because what's so cool is you leave little like you mentioned this in one of our Star Wars um, episodes. It's like a little piece that's left and and it gets answered. Like you can do so much with it, and I'm liking that. And they there's just so much story you can tell, and they do it very well. And I'm just like I'm excited. I'm especially excited for that Ahsoka show just because. Oh my god, that's a character that we all starring Rosario Dawson, by the way. Yeah, that we all f- grew up in love. Now we've seen her live action, bro. I just can't wait. Yeah, um, I'm definitely excited for the future Star Wars. I'm actually really excited. Surprisingly, for, for myself, I'm so, I'm really excited for season three of Mandalorian. Oh yeah, we and also forgot about um on Boba Fett's Boba Fett. Yep, yeah, Bo- yeah. the book of Boba Fett. Um, I'm excited to see like we really dive deep into the Mandalor the Mandalorian lore, and like I yes. think there's gonna be a war. You know, uh, between the families of the man of Mandalore, you know, you know, given how the last season of Mandalorian season two ended, yes. But um, that I'm excited for Taika Waititi's um, Star Wars films because I mean, literally his Thor film re- re- revitalized and revamped the Thor character, Factuals. and maybe his his movie can revamp Star Wars. Because um, I mean, in terms of film, Star Wars is pre- I left a pretty sour taste in people's mouths. Nine was trash, mm. and so. You know, we got to see where, where where we go from here. But I'm the future is bright. I mean, Star Wars is literally. I think MCU is definitely on its tails, but Star Wars is definitely. I think still holds the title for the biggest franchise of all time. Of course. Um, but you know, with the MCU and other franchises trying to build build up, man, they got to get they got to get something fresh coming, or they're gonna be in trouble. Yeah. But guys, thank you for this little quick and dirty, um, cafeteria talk session. Uh, Star Wars top five characters. Uh, we'll definitely do this again with the boys. Shanua will definitely be on an episode, you know, Star Wars. Related. And he'll get his 30 minute monologue. Us. Be, um, warn- be warned, you guys. Be warned. Um, we love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Happy Star Wars Day. Uh, I don't know. Is, is, is Star Wars um, Galaxy's Edge? Is that open? Um, yeah. It's open? Yeah. Nice. Go check that out. Have fun. You know, be safe. Wave mask and all that jazz. Love you guys. Do something for somebody. Cafeteria Talk. We out. Cafeteria Talk.